بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا والقاسم المصطفى وآل الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في العربين اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الله وأكرمني بنور الله اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك ونشر علينا خزائن علومك رحمتك يا رحمة الله. We said that there are two major issues. One is what Ayatollah Mutahari called calls تبعيز discrimination. The other is شرور. difficulties, problems, evils in the world. With respect to tab'iz, discrimination, the question is, if everything is created by God, we don't have different creators, why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has <coughs> created them with differences? Okay, of course, the question is about differences, what he wants the person or those people who make this question, instead they want to prove discrimination. So you have to be careful. There's a big difference between difference and discrimination. But what they really are talking about is difference, but they want to say there is discrimination. They say, God is the... Soul, the only creator. Why there are so many differences? We have human beings, we have animals, we have plants, we have angels. Even inside, for example, human beings, we have men, women. We have people with, for example, differences in their intelligence. Or, for example, some people are more beautiful than others. Some people are stronger than others. Why there are so many differences? Some people are poor, some people are rich, some people are healthy, some are ill. So there are so many differences. Why? Although God is one. Ayatollah Mutahari says there are two ways to answer this question. We have already referred to one general answer. We call it ejmali. Pasukhe ejmali means a general answer. Means we don't go into every particular case. We give you a holistic answer. And then we would have jawab tafsili, a detailed answer and explanation. When it comes to Ejmali, he says, many people, many religious people, especially those who are not equipped with philosophy and theology, they would use a general approach. They say, we know that God is alim, knowledgeable, hakim, wise, ghani, rich, Kamel, perfect, Adel, just, Jawad, generous. So when you know that God is knowledgeable, perfect, generous, 
just wise and you don't understand what is the wisdom what is the reason behind this creation or that creation you would not lose your faith in God because you didn't understand the point behind this creation if you have managed to prove existence of God and you have managed to prove that God has these qualities and in some cases you don't understand okay you say to yourself this is because of limit of your knowledge mm -hmm. if a person is the most educated the most experienced the most successful for example architect and everyone knows this then in his design there are issues that you don't understand would you say he has made mistake or you would say i don't understand because i am not as experienced as educated as you know wise as him so a general approach to problems that we may see in the world is that because we have already rationally proved existence of God and we have proved his attributes of knowledge and wisdom and justice so if we don't understand why there are such differences we say okay we don't understand but this would not stop our faith in God in other words no one is proving for us that God is not just or God is not wise or God is not knowledgeable they are just raising question raising question after already establishing faith in him would not stop us it's like a doctor you go to a doctor he gives you prescription you come out someone says why he has given you this prescription this uh, medicine is bitter so you say or oh, i should you know not go to this doctor anymore or you say it might be bitter but there must be a reason because he's educated he has certificate i have trust in him i don't need to understand why he has given me bitter medicine why he has not given me sweet medicine is it clear so, Ayatollah Mutahari says, this general answer is good, but we should not be satisfied with this in the sense that we say, okay, I don't want to understand more, that is enough for me. He says, you have to, at least you uh, religious people, especially people who are interested in Islamic studies, you should go beyond. You should try to understand better. You know, go and study, for example, some medicine, so that you understand why he has given this prescription. We have to go further. So without questioning this answer, we say, it's better not just to stop here and try to understand exactly 
as much as we can understand. We cannot exactly as Allah understand, but as much as we can understand, we should try to improve our understanding. Especially because many people, they are, this is a very important point. Many people, they have become believers in God, not through independent intellectual arguments. They have looked at the world and they have seen signs of wisdom, of knowledge, of design. They believe in God. If someone questions design of the world or order in the world or knowledge of the creator, then their iman becomes weak. Because through world they found God. So now if someone can, it's like he makes a, this example. He says, this material world for some people is like a mirror in which they have seen God. If people raise questions about this world, it means like they are putting some, you know, dirty, for example, you know, spots on the mirror. They cannot see clearly. You know, someone who has come to know God through design and order in the world, then if they tell him that there is no design, there is no order, or everything is, you know, for example, because of evolution or whatever, he may lose his iman. Mm -hmm. Yes, if someone is following philosophical approach to religion, theological approach based on the reason, then he would not start doubting. So, this is another reason why we should not be satisfied with that general answer. General answer is good, but first, you should try to improve your understanding. Secondly, you can help people whose understanding of God and faith is God comes from physical, empirical data. And to see counter examples can make them lose their faith or start doubting so it's good to go further then he says there is a very fundamental question here and inshallah if you understand this uh, session it would help you a lot some people have said we have an issue with this general answer in a very fundamental way. You say there is maslaha, there is a kind of interest in the way that God has created the world and runs the world and God's wisdom requires him to observe maslaha. I don't know maslaha perfectly, but I know there is maslaha. Why God has, for example, put eyebrow on our face? Why we have, for example, you know, two eyes, two ears? I may understand, I may not understand, but I know there is maslaha because he is knowledgeable, he is powerful, he is wise. 
There is maslaha. Why, for example, there is illness and health? There's maslaha. Why some people have children, some people have no children? There is a maslaha, there is a system in this world. Keeping that system is to the interest of this world. And God is wise and observes maslaha. We may not know exactly what is the maslaha for each particular point, but we know that in general, God has considered maslaha. Okay. The question is this. Some people say, it seems you are comparing God to human beings who have limited power, limited capability, and they have to follow procedures. For example, you say, God has found to our maslaha, to our interest to give us free will. The result of free will is that if mother during, for example, pregnancy is not careful and takes some bad food or some medicine or, you know, <coughs> drinks, takes some drugs, may affect the child. And to give free will to people is maslaha. If God says, no, those mothers who are pregnant and they want to do something wrong, I would take away the freedom. Maslaha would not work. Or if we say, this medicine has this result, this effect, but God stops the causal relation between medicine and the effect when a pregnant mother takes this medicine. This doesn't work. So, these people say, no, you are underestimating the power of God. God could have created the whole world and at the same time could have stopped harms coming, could have stopped bad action of mother having impact on the child or, for example, a murderer killing someone, God could have stopped this. Or for example, there is a fire and burn someone's house and this person has no money to make another house. God could have created the world differently. So why you are saying God had to observe maslaha? Maslaha is for us, not for God. God is above everything. He can decide everything in the way he wants. He doesn't need to follow any rules or any regulations. So this is a major question. Add to this question a discussion we had in Chalam. Whether God's actions are for purpose or not. Remember? Halal af'al mu'allalatun bil You remember some people said we cannot say God's actions serve purpose. <coughs> Why? Because they thought it means then God is needy. <coughs> we do something because we want to benefit from it. <coughs> but God would not want to benefit from anything. Therefore, he has no purpose. If you remember, we clarified this issue over there. And we said, 
God has purpose. He doesn't do things in vain, but his purpose is to benefit others, not to benefit from. You remember? Yeah. We said he has purpose because he's wise, but to benefit others. So, this is also very much connected to this discussion. So, God's actions have purpose. And he observes interest. He observes the causal relation. And this would not contradict his high position. So, Ayatollah Mutahari, to explain this, starts a very important discussion here. And Alhamdulillah, because you have studied some philosophy, so now you can understand better, because this part is very philosophical. The question is this. Is this system in the world essential or accidental? This is a very important question. We have a system in the world based on cause and effect. You take this medicine, this is the result. You derive carefully or carelessly, this is the result. You plant and take care of your farm, you would have this result. Otherwise, you would have another result. You study, you have this result. You, okay? The question is, does God create these beings first and then adds a system, adds relations to them so that we could have thought having the same thing but different system or the system of the world is essential part of the world. Can we have fire and wood, but fire doesn't burn wood? God could have created fire and wood, but stop fire burning wood. Or, for example, stop fire burning wood when it's going to create a problem for someone. This is a very important question. Some people have thought God creates things separately, then God brings relations and system, and he can do things differently by making laws different, by making relations different, by making system different, and at the same time keeping all the things that we have. Ayatollah Mutahari says, no, this is a mistake. Before we explain the creation, let's refer to numbers. This is a very good example. How numbers are to be conceived? You have one, two, three, four, five, etc. Please listen very carefully. Is five something 
and its order something else is five something and to be after four and before six something accidental can you say to god oh god you no problem create five but not before six or after four put it somewhere else because if five is between four and six creates problem for you <laughs> you laugh because you know that this is part of the mahiya part of the very notion of five that it has to be between four and six so now let's go to this wall everything which is created in this wall is like five like six it's not that they are created and then they are put in a position and that position can change it's not that for example you can make the place of cause and effect not different you can reverse you say we want to burn fire with wood god can make it we have fire we have wood now fire burns food uh, sorry wood fire burns uh, sometimes also food <laughs> so fire burns wood now we want to make wood burn fire or none of them does anything to the other it's up to god to choose we say this is like saying we have five but not after four or before six <laughs> then he makes this philosophical claim anything which is created with its own existence its relations come its characteristics come its properties come god does not create things twice first creates them and then puts them somewhere okay. for example he says about just to make it simple he says for example saadi an iranian poet he says saadi is a person who came at certain time and lived in a certain city for example you know he was in the city of shiraz at a certain time if you say god could have made saadi in another time another place and still be saadi he says that's not then saadi that's something else because saadi that we know is partly related to time partly related to that city or for example saadi that we know his father is so and so his mother is so and so you cannot think of saadi you know sometimes people say for example if i had not married this person mm -hmm. then what would be my son you cannot think like this how would be my son for example if i had married someone else or my daughter you know you have married this person and you are only now to think about this because 
This is the way you are going to have your child. If you had married another person, then you would be a different person. Uh, philosophically, don't say, you know, I can be marrying any person. Your way of life forms and shapes you. You are not exactly the same person. Even every day you are a different person. Yeah? Every day, after every even meeting, you are a different person. Now that you go home, you are not the same person who came today. Yeah? You are a different person. Otherwise, we are wasting our time. <laughs> so, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates every being and with the same act of creating them, he gives them their properties, their characteristics, their you know, effects, their relations. Like by the same creation of numbers, their order is decided. It's not like arbitrary positions. For example, he mentions as an arbitrary position. For example, we can have a society. We can be equal. But we say, okay, let's choose one of us as our leader, for example. Or someone forces himself or another person to be our leader. Maybe the person is the same person. Nothing has changed. Or we are, for example, people who work in the same office. A letter comes and says, one of you is now manager of this office. The person is not necessarily changed. But the relation, causal relation in the world is not like this. It's not that, you know, just a letter said, uh, fire can burn. Water can do this. If you eat, for example, this medicine, would these are not decided by commands or letters, you know, or, you know, uh, a law passed in the parliament. These are existential relations that are essential for these beings. So, if God has created this effect, then the cause above it and this effect and the relation between them are created at the same time. And then the cause for that cause and the cause for that cause. And finally, it leads to this idea that God has not created separately these beings. God has created a system. And God has created only once. This ayah that sometimes, you know, we have been mentioning, وَمَا أَمْرُنَا إِلَّا وَاحِدًا He also mentions this ayah several times. وَمَا أَمْرُنَا إِلَّا وَاحِدًا Our affair is not except one. How many things Allah created? He created only one thing. How many times? Only once. Allah is one and he has created only once. But 
that one thing that Allah created can be analyzed into billions and billions of things. They can expand over time and space. Till end of our life, we cannot even claim that we understood one creature perfectly. If you study all your life, even one creature, you cannot say, I know everything about it. Okay? But it's not that Allah created them one by one and then put them together. <laughs> no, it's not like a person who brings materials and then says, okay, now we put, for example, the bricks here. Then we put, uh, for example, I don't know, window here. We put the ceiling here. This is not the way Allah creates. The way he creates is holistic is unified and relations in this system are part of the system and are essential to the parts. Everything is together. Yes, a question? In clarify this, uh, he created once. Yeah. Because in Quran he's saying that he's created in several occasions. So that is our analysis then. When you look at Allah's perspective, everything is together, okay? But when you go inside the system, you can analyze it, you know? Isn't it Allah's word that says that we created in one day we created this? No problem. It's a matter of different perspective. Mm. You can say he created everything at once. Mm. You can say he created this physical world in stages. No problem. All the stages are also part of that one. <laughs> you know? Yes. He created once and he created one thing. What is that one thing that he created? Everything other than God. Yeah. What, what? Everything other than God is only one. Yes. Because from one, only one can come. So, it doesn't make sense to say why God, for example, doesn't stop this fire, for example, burning my house, or this flood, for example, I don't know, destroying our town. If you want to stop all these things, means you have to stop the whole system. You have to have nothing. The story of that person that wanted to have tattoo of lion, you remember? Yeah. So when he went, he said, you know, I want a complete lion. So when that person put the needle and started, it was painful. I don't know how they do it today, it's that it's pain or not, but at that time they put needle with some chemicals so that it goes inside. So it was painful, he said, what part of lion is this? He said, it's tail. It's not important. It doesn't need tail. Then he started again, he said, what part of it is a leg? Even without leg is okay. You know, doesn't need to run. <laughs> then said, you know, it's 
What part is the back? Doesn't need, just head is enough. Then he said, it's now the head. Said, doesn't need head. Then that person got angry. And said, Shire Biyalo Domo Eshkam Chodaham Nafari. Even God has not created a lion without tail and a stomach and head. It is not lion. Yeah? <coughs> so, it's a philosophical point. Either you have lion or you don't have lion. Don't, you know, make me confused. If you want lion, this is the definition of lion. If you want this world, then fire has this capacity and this property and, I don't know, this order, water, wood, all these things. You cannot, you know, mix them and change them. It's like five between four and six. Everything is part of one unified creation. Yes. Creation is just once, and each, each creation comes with its own relational existence, uh, special existence with respect to its surroundings. Then um, that one creation is kind of like the trigger point at which the rest of creation then just follows in the sense of. No, no. when we say one, there is no rest. When you say rest of creation, it no, means... No, sorry, what I meant was the causal relationships. Yeah. The causal relationships, the cause and effect, continues. When so you say continues, you are looking inside the system. Because the question here would arise then, at what... You know, someone should ask that, okay, there was that one creation and the rest of it is those causal relationships that each thing brings with it, as you said. Then that means that it's just a cause and effect relationship that is going on around us. And there is, God was just at that initial point of creating everything. You know, imagine, I think we have, maybe we had this in, uh, I don't know which lesson was, Kalam or philosophy. Imagine a hundred floor building. Imagine. Okay? This hundred floor building, you created it at once. But the first floor is under the second floor. The second floor is under the third floor. And someone who wants to go from the first to the second has to go from the first to the second. Cannot say, you know, bring second level floor also next to the first floor. Then it would not be the second floor. You cannot say, you could have created differently. I said, no matter how I have created it, second floor is above first floor. Third floor is above second floor. So, you created it at once, but inside there is relation, there is order. Each floor comes before or after. And also now you can expand this in time. Imagine 
a hundred floor building that lasts for hundred years. Did you imagine it? Okay. So is the first year different from second year or no? Yes. So at once you made a hundred floor building which lasts for hundred years. It took you no time. But it can take people, you know, hundred years to think about this. <laughs> if they want to analyze it. You know, if imagine if there's a person who wants to think about every second of these hundred years, then it takes him hundred years. <laughs> and if a person says, I want to think two seconds for every second of this hundred years, it took him take him two hundred years. <laughs> Yeah, we can't say that. So this is why, for something that God created at once, we may spend millions of years to discover, and still we cannot understand everything. If we create something, for example, a builder, he would first make the drawing. That's actually is a creation itself. This is the difference between us and God. We cannot def create things in reality at once. No, but I mean the drawing itself might be like a creation at yes. once, but no, of course. God doesn't need drawing. No, of course. Is it Ebda? Yes. Is this system only no, no. Part of it is physical, material world. Part of it is the world of the spirits. Everything other than God, Allah, is all created together at once. Then Ayatollah Mutahari mentions a good memory. And an interesting and nice memory about himself and one of his teachers. And you know that teacher. I will explain. He says, I remember when I was studying in Qom. You know, Ayatollah Mutahari, uh, because of some reasons, had to move from Qom to Tehran. And he had to live in Tehran. And then he started teaching in University of Tehran. He has also was giving lectures in Tehran, but also he used to go sometimes, you know, to Qom, have weekly classes in Qom. Mm -hmm. But he says, when I was in Qom, one day I was thinking about the way I have lived my life. I have become a Talabe, I have come to Jose. And I was thinking, what would have been my situation if I had gone to another way of life? For example, if I had gone to become engineer or doctor, do something else. And he says, of course, for me, Islamic sciences and Islamic teachings were the most important things. But I was thinking that still I could be a good mu'min if I was not a talabe. Because I knew that there are many good people, many pious people in other walks of life. Yeah, there are many good doctors, many good engineers, many pious 
very close to God. So he says, I was thinking about these issues. And I was thinking that perhaps if I had studied sciences, I would have even be able to find some ground to have better understanding of God through his creation. But then he says, in those days, I had just come to know a teacher that when he was teaching philosophy, he was not just repeating, you know, some concepts and some terms. When he was teaching philosophy, he was making you able to understand and to grasp and to feel. And that is Imam Khomeini. He's talking about Imam Khomeini who was teaching also philosophy. He doesn't mention the name because I think it's at the time of Shah. You know, so he says when he was teaching philosophy my questions, because you know Ayatollah Mutahari was very uh, much concerned about understanding philosophical issues in one of his books, you know, uh, the reasons for some people becoming materialists. In the introduction, he talks about his life. And he says how important for him was to find answer. You know, he says, I have read some books by Marxists so many times that I had memorized some paragraphs. And he says, even in my small hojre, you know, room in the seminary, I had put partition between me and my roommate so that he would not disturb me and I only study. For him, it was very important to find answer for his questions. He says, when this teacher started explaining philosophy to me, when he started explaining al-wahid, what does it mean? From one, only one thing can be coming. Or for example, There is no one who has influence in the world except Allah. The only doer, the only agent is Allah. Next to him, there is not nothing. But at the same time, he was explaining the hierarchy of the agents. He was explaining Our action is our action, but it is an action of God. What does it mean? So, basically what he wants to say, he says, when I remembered how much I have benefited from the lectures on philosophy by this teacher, and how all my questions disappeared, and now I have the pleasure of understanding the world. Then 
I said to myself, it was my best decision that I came to Jose and I dedicated my life to Jose studies. And then he says, Al-an ham barhamon And now after many years, after decades, I have the same idea. So, this was interesting memory because related to this issue of ma amruna illa wahida, but at the same time shows that these issues are so important in shaping your understanding of yourself and the world that can make your life meaningful. No? You can say, this is one of the achievements of my life that I have understood this issue. For some people, this is not important. Say, no, this Talabe, they waste their time, you know. Every day they go to Jose, they learn, you know, these concepts and terms, you know. No one is going to give them, you know, some people say, no, no one is going to give you a loaf of bread for this. <laughs> you know, we need to pay, you know, bills and, you know, rent and electricity, you know, this. Why you are studying? And some people say, no, we also get then employed and we will be also paid. But that is not a good answer. Yes, of course, we have to pay our bills. But the best answer is not that other people make money from that, we make money from this. The answer is that I want this for my own satisfaction. I want this for my own growth. Inshallah, I find, Allah helps me to find solution for my financial needs. But you cannot compare what I do with what people do for sake of earning. We don't want to underestimate anything, you know. As Ayatollah Mutahari says, there are many pious people who do other things. We don't want to underestimate anything. But we want to say, don't look at this from a materialistic or from economics perspective. And say, what is the value of your study? How much money you are making? We are not concerned about money. We want to understand ourselves and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better. We want to improve ourselves. That's the main thing. He learned from Allah Metabatabai as well, but he means here Imam Khomeini. Yes. Because I remember one of the sayings that he says that we were sort of dying spiritually in the Hausa till the time Allah Matabatabai came. He benefited a lot from Allah Matabatabai, but uh, this particular, uh, I had it in my mind from even before. And I think also the reason he doesn't, if it was Allah Matabatabai, he should have mentioned it. It's about Imam Khomeini, because Imam Khomeini used to teach philosophy. And you know the story Imam Khomeini says, that for example in Fazir, when his son mm. drank water from a jar of water, you know, some people, you know, what they said, you know. Then, even in Najaf, uh, uh, when I was in Qom, one of our friends had uh, found uh, recording of Imam Khomeini's lecture on philosophy in Najaf. Mm -hmm. uh, still he was teaching. But 
he became then more known for his fiqh, but he was a teacher of philosophy. So, he says, in the beginning we wanted to discuss uh, in a very easy and simple way about Adl al-Ilahi, divine justice, but the discussion now has taken us to philosophy, and he says, now I would try to keep this simple, not to make it too philosophical. So, the general answer is now, you know, clear, that there are some interests, some benefits, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala observes in his creation. And we may not know all the details. We may not know what is the benefit of this particular thing. But in a general way that we know he has knowledge, he has power, he has good will, he's benevolent, and he is wise. He observes those things. If I don't understand, this is the limit of my knowledge. And if you say he could have created but changed the relations, then we say this is impossible. This system is created together and the relation between cause and effect is part of the existence of cause and effect. You cannot have fire and wood, but a stop fire burning the wood. Then he moves on to the question of difference and discrimination. In Farsi we call tafawut for difference. And tabiz is discrimination. We have tafawut, but no discrimination. There's difference, but no discrimination. He says maybe one way of explaining the difference is tafawut is in those that receive. Tabiz is coming from top. Tafawut is not coming from top. For example, he says, if two people bring the same container, for example, each container has capacity for 10 liters of water. If you give five liters to one and ten liters to the other. This is tabris. But if one container has five liter capacity, the other one has ten liter capacity, and you give the one with five, five, the one with ten, ten, this is not discrimination. Discrimination was when both had the same capacity, you give one, five, the other ten. Mm. Okay, so discrimination comes from the top, from the giver. Tafawud is the receiver, one receiver from another receiver, one recipient from another recipient, they have differences. Okay? Another example. If two students have made the same progress, have made the same efforts, 
have given the same answers to the questions. You give one of them A, you give the other one B. This is tab E's. Yeah? Because they show the same progress, the same performance. Why you give one A, the other one B? It's tab E's. But if one student has answered all the questions, the other one has answered most of the questions. You give one A, the other one B. This is not tab E's. It's not discrimination. It's a difference. So tab E's. Who is responsible for tab E's? The one who is on the top. The giver. The giver of the water or the giver of mark. Who is responsible for tafawud? The, the receiver. Yes. So what is tafawud? is difference. Tafawud. Yeah. In terms of the recipient here, which is the capacity of the recipient to receive, yeah. that is in Allah's hand. Yeah. So then he, uh, he himself raises this question that maybe you say, okay, in the case of Allah, the differences are also coming from him. It's different from teacher. Teacher is not responsible for the differences between students. Yeah? Or for example, the one who is giving water is not responsible for differences of capacities of the containers. But in our case, who created us? He could have given us more capacity, for example. He could have put us in different position. Yeah? For example, someone is more intelligent than me. Allah could have created us, the same people, but I am now more intelligent than him. The answer is clear. What's the answer? The receiver. Uh, the answer is Wama Amruna illa You are taking something out of the system and you say, what is wrong if I put it another place? <laughs> there is only one problem with this, that the whole system <laughs> has to change. <laughs> it's like a person says, you know, I only want you one, I have one request. Just please make five after six, for example. Just simple question. Oh Allah, I don't have any hajat. Just make this five after six. Just this simple question means the whole world collapses. <laughs> okay. Yes. Dua is part of systems. Dua is part of system. Like for example, you can say, I want to study harder. Okay. You can study harder. That's not a problem. It's part of the system. You can make dua for success. This is part of system. But you say, oh Allah, please change my father with that person. I want that person to be my father. <laughs> this this is, it doesn't make sense. Oh Allah, why you didn't create me 100 years before? And this is not you. Why you didn't create me, for example, 100 years later? Then this is not you. Why this person who came, for example, uh, 
this driver was careless and made me, you know, now disabled. Why you didn't stop him? The way things work is based on a system. No problem. You are more than welcome to work within the system. Okay? Learn how the system works and bring your own factors. Work within the system. But you cannot change the system. So, your requests, if they are compatible with the system, okay. But if your requests are against the system, or as we say, against the wisdom of God, then there is no place. Okay? Yes. What about uh, other more uh, extreme examples? For example, babies born with disabilities or very rare or strange diseases okay. that make you appear ugly in public. Very, very ugly that some people don't go out of their homes. Uh, how do you explain that to those so, who are suffering? So, the way this has been uh, happening it's because of this system and overall result of the factors that worked. Mm 